This episode is sponsored by having to turn off every fan and all of the air conditioning in your house. Otherwise, it will be picked up by your microphone. But then, having your microphone still pick up some ambient noise and the person you're talking to on the other side of the phone. It's fantastic. I, I just love it. But seriously, though, this episode is sponsored by Troy Woolbrandt because he supports me on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Gabe in the Box. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast, where this week we're talking about an Infinity War way after it's come out and way after everybody's already talked about it, but we're going to put a little bit of a spin on it. I ha- I'm your host, Gabe Rodriguez, by the way. I have somebody with me uh, who maybe has a different opinion than I do. And uh, that's one of my favorite things to do on this show now, uh, to bring somebody on who uh, disagrees with me on a movie. So with us to talk about Infinity War today is Rebecca. How's it going, Rebecca? It is going absolutely fantastic, Gabe. I'm excited for this. Okay, good, because I am too. This is This is going to be great. Okay, so on Facebook, we a couple of our friends and I have a uh, a chat on Messenger, mm-hmm. and we we were all talking about the the movie, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, someone I had to... someone probably shouldn't have added me to this chat. Like I felt <laughs> like I was a little bit of the bad guy here. <laughs> no, see, that's what makes it fun. I just like I just th- I just toss in a bomb into a chat and just boom, let it. I just let it go. And it just it creates a little bit of chaos, makes things a little bit interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think I had tweeted something about like Thanos being my favorite Marvel villain to this point, or like the best one. And then you, <laughs> Rebecca, was like, "If you're serious about this, we need to talk." And I was like, yeah, "Yes, was, let's please." I was deeply offended by your comment <laughs> because you think Loki's the best. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm honestly like not as familiar with the Marvel Universe as many people. Like my knowledge of it is purely based on the movies. Um, And so far, Loki's my favorite, but I mean, he has flaws too, but that's not what we're here to talk about, so. Okay, are are we though? Um, Let's see, do do you want, do you have what you wrote up in front of you? If, If Yes, I do. I mean, I could read it or you could read it, but I would love it if you would read it. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. Um, I just kind of outlined, I had like five main issues with the film. Um, And I think to kind of premise this, like, I I take Mm -hmm. movies a little too seriously sometimes. And so I recognize (laughs) that my... (laughs) You're talking to the guy with a podcast about movies. Yes, well, I know. (laughs) It's a little different, though, because I have a harder time, like, sitting down and watching a movie purely for entertainment. Like, I just... Gotcha. I'm a little critical, which gotcha. I think maybe is kind of what got me in this movie is I had really high expectations because I think in the past Marvel has done a really good job of um, of developing characters and having stories that were that were entertaining and they kind of had they they were lighthearted in a way but they also really had heart um, and a lot of meaning behind them and I thought that was that was really cool especially for um, kind of a science fiction yeah just uh, like type random of genre. superhero punchy movies right exactly yeah yeah so okay. and the, and maybe the thing that that hurt me most in this movie was my expectations because i really did expect this to be kind of structured a little more like a stereotypical marvel movie um mm. and my and i think like you hinted at this before like my biggest issue with the film i think was thanos um he just kind of i don't know he just really bothered me i thought okay his I thought his development was, I don't know, a little choppy, and his his character just didn't seem to make sense to me. So I kind of wrote down reasons why his character doesn't work um, for me. And and the first reason was I thought that they had tried to turn him into this almost sympathetic bad guy, kind of like what they did to Loki. Um, Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is that Thanos, like, he he's just on a different level of evil than Loki ever was. Like, and I think the the creator should have spent more time trying to make us hate him, um, and and make us rec- like almost fear him and recognize that this is a this is a huge threat. That's something we've never seen 
um, in a Marvel movie before. And they, they kind of tried to make him into this um, sympathetic character that we were supposed to kind of relate to um, and kind of struggle with. And I just felt like they, they took that in the wrong direction because he was just, he's a little like, I don't know, I just think he's insane. And the, oh, yeah, definitely. the morality, like, he doesn't have any moral compass, which I think with some other bad guys, there's usually a little conflict there. Um, but with him, okay. the conflict just seemed out of place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you would have rather they had just made us fear him rather than try to make him sympathetic. Right. And, I, and, and it you, almost so seemed like they were going... I didn't think of him as sympathetic. Right. It didn't work no, for you. No, I okay, did not. Gotcha. It didn't work for me. Um, gotcha. And I think maybe the reason it didn't is because, like, his ultimate goal, it, it just, it seems to just be a little random. Like, it's he just wants to wipe out half the universe. <laughs> yeah. And there's no, I know they tried to, they tried to give him motivation behind that, but I just didn't. What was the I motivation? Um. Well, they kind of went into, like, how... And, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't I don't remember this this well. Okay. But how, um, when there's a lot of people and there's limited resources, that results in more violence. Um, and his kind of warped mentality was that if we can create uh, less of that issue, if we can decrease the amount of of population, we can ultimately, in the long run, um, do what's best for the majority of people. Right, overpopulation. So he's treating it like uh, Thanos is a forest fire coming through the population of the uni- the whole universe, and he's clearing way for, you know, like the next generation kind of thing. Like uh, after the forest fire, the forest is actually better for it. Right. And so y- you had said that he is completely insane, but also he lacks a moral compass. I think those two things are kind of like, um, they're they're either this, depending on how you look at it, they're either the same or they're the opposite. He technically has a moral compass, but his moral compass is like north is south, east is west, right? And <laughs> so right is wrong, and loving somebody and I, can mean beating the crap out of them. Well, and I think that 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 I'm not really opposed to that type of bad guy. Like I think that's that's good like I think that's that can be a good character but Mm -hmm. it was like they tried to they just tried to humanize him too much um and it just I felt like it backfired on them a little bit because it was almost like his his moral compass would change um which maybe that just goes back to the insanity aspect of it to where he's really not capable of having a consistent worldview or a consistent um view of morality well, it's um, inconsistent because he's wrong. <laughs> like Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I think that you don't there can be wrong mentalities that remain pretty consistent. Um mm, okay. but and on that's kind of more what I prefer because I I I love thinking through things and and trying to keep things as consistent as, as possible and so I relate to the bad guys more. I understand their motivation more if they've thought things through and they have a, a consistent worldview. Right. Um, but the chaos of it sense. just didn't didn't sit well with me. Which maybe that was the point. Um, and if that was the point, then they did a great job. But <laughs> <laughs> so, do you like the Joker? Um, yes. And that one almost feels that one feels different to me, though. And I'm not sure why. It is it is different. But I I'm just wondering because you just from what you said just now, like that you don't like the, the chaos aspect of it and the inconsistency. Joker is all about chaos and like his consistent thread is like his randomness and his inconsistency. So Well and and I think maybe from a storyteller's perspective that's why I do like it because he's consistently chaotic. Like it, he right. doesn't go back and forth from being one moment he's able to to be like methodically evil and then another moment he's just chaotic and unpredictable like he's he stays consistently the same character but he he remains unpredictable to the audience right he never has any empathy for anyone else or sympathy exactly exactly whereas kind of goes back and forth yes and that i think is my is my main issue with it gotcha okay 
that that's interesting. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so they sh- we should have hated him, and he's inconsistent. Okay, and then that was that was what you went into in the second point, right? And he would go back and forth between torturing somebody, and then we're supposed to sympathize with him in the next scene. Right, and and I think that my frustration with that aspect of the story really culminated with that whole issue with him having to sacrifice Gamora, because right. For one, that whole part of the movie felt really contrived because she just oh, happened to be contrived. there at the like oh, yeah. perfect opportune moment. And so then I was like I was already in a critical like state of mind. And then mm-hmm. it just really bothered me that like the one character who the movie has tried to persuade us almost yeah, I would say has tried to persuade us that he actually loves now he kills her. And like that I just, I didn't, <laughs> right. that just didn't sit right with me because it just, it felt, it felt like they had backtracked on, on what they had established his character to be. So they established that he loved her and then he had to do something that was the opposite of that. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And I realized that like, that was kind of the point of the scene was that they had he needed to, to sacrifice something that he loved right but I wasn't fully convinced by that point in the film that he loved her it right it was and almost she good yeah no I it almost just felt well it didn't feel like an obligatory relationship it just I don't know I wasn't able to figure out the dynamic between them right okay so and she kind of acts as the audience for that, I feel, because, um, like, she speaks for the audience when she says, you don't love me. Like, this this is not love. You're hmm. insane. This is ridiculous. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But, like, he believes that he loves her. And apparently the soul stone bought it when he, hmm. when he did it. So. Do you think that, that this movie is told from the perspective of Thanos? Yes. Do you not? Okay. Well, I hadn't really given it that much thought because if that is the case, then that that line of logic makes a lot more sense to me. Because if he, I mean, I would I would concede that from his perspective, he does love her. Um, I don't right. think from an objective perspective he does, but I think no. Um, yeah. So that makes a lot more sense to me as to why that that whole dynamic could work. Right. Um, Maybe they could have made that a little more obvious in the movie, but <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> they should have just called the movie Thanos. That's that's what they should have done. Well, there um, you go. <laughs> well, knows, but <laughs> maybe. Do you want to hear the like pitch for why this is Thanos's movie? Yes. Yes, okay. I would love to. Okay, so the I've heard one definition of a protagonist is they start the action. And um, Thanos definitely gets things moving in the beginning of the movie. He's the driving force uh, the whole time. He's the one that has the the three trials. You know, he probably has more than that because there's more than uh, three stones that he has to get, and so on and so forth. And he has he has a goal, which is to assemble the Infinity Gauntlet and to snap his fingers and wipe out half the universe. And He's the one that goes through the trials, accomplishes his goal, and um, you know he doesn't ride off into the sunset. He sits down and watches the sunset at the end. He's the one that wins at the end, and that you're kind of supposed to. You're the one that. I mean, he's the one that you're learning about during the movie. Like everybody else, you kind of know about, and they're the ones standing in his way every every time he tries to get a stone. There's some of the Avengers there trying to stop him. Yeah, and that he's the one that the movie's trying to get you to sympathize with you know he has that the the whole three act structure is really about him see that is that is interesting because i think in general i i'm one to think of of action adventure movies as kind of we're we're able to engineer a good story where good actually does win and the good guy the hero is someone we're actually able to cheer for and so maybe that is why I struggled with this movie is because when I, this movie, like, there really isn't 
redemption in it. And, and so yeah. as someone who enjoys that kind of human formulated story, uh, that was obviously absent and that, and perhaps kind of with, with my expectations, plus just my natural human tendencies, maybe that's kind of why I struggled with the story um, in general is because it was missing some of those aspects. That makes sense. So do you struggle with the fact that evil won in this movie? Yeah, and I think when I watch when I watch movies like that, I watch them to feel good. Like I don't watch them to be challenged. Right. And, and so it was like I walked out of that theater and I'm like, oh, man, wow, that was actually like depressing. I've never felt this right. way after a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I definitely had the same exact reaction. I think everybody did probably. Like I left the movie theater going, you, I just I feel like I got punched in the gut. Yeah. And I don't know if I enjoyed that movie. Like I, 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 I didn't want this feeling after watching the culmination of all of the Avengers movies. This is this is the piece de resistance resistance, however you say it. This is this yeah. is the culmination <laughs> of the entire thing. And I wanted to be like, you know, pumping my fist and, you know, high fiving people on the way out of this movie. And everybody walked out like they just went to a funeral. Yeah. No, because when I, I watched it with my dad and when we got out to the car, like we did not speak until we were both sitting down. And I think I looked at him and said something like <laughs> well, that happened. And like, that was all we could say for like a solid minute. <laughs> it's like, cause right. how do you go about processing that when you were just completely not expecting it? Um, right. And I think like punch. towards, like close to the end, you do start to doubt that like, wait a minute, maybe this isn't going to get resolved um, mm-hmm. adequately. Like I didn't expect it to be fully resolved because obviously we have a part two coming, but it was just kind right. of this growingly helpless feeling of this isn't going to end well. And I have to sit yeah. here and watch it. <laughs> right. Yeah. He kept winning and winning and winning. Right. And even in the beginning, they're like, we can't even, We he has one stone and he just beat the crap out of Hulk. Yeah. Like, and uh, like now I'm hearing that the, like the, the filmmakers said that he could have beaten the, the Hulk without the power stone. Really? So, yeah. Huh. So, interesting. Uh, f- what even? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was already the most powerful being in the universe without the Infinity Stones. So, ridiculous. That that does kind of transition into the next point pretty well because th- my other issue that I had with this film was Marvel kind of has to keep one-upping themselves as they go. Um, right. Because the bad guys have to get worse and the good guys have to get more powerful. Um, and I think that was the, the issue with Thanos was really big for me. And this was also a really big deal. Uh, and it kind of hit me when they were having the, the battle in Wakanda and you're seeing Thor come in and it's just this really epic moment. And then you see like people like Bucky Barnes who, yeah, (laughs) yeah, the soundtrack is really good in this movie. I will completely concede that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I hated that part in Thor two, 3, by the way. I, it, it took all of the air out of the really dramatic moment, and then you just hear uh, the, <laughs> that song. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's cool. It's a cool music video, but it's just very jarring. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I just, Sorry. I don't yeah. know. I, I just felt like so the battle we were watching. Yeah, we're watching two different. Um. I don't know, levels of Marvel movie. Like, to see Bucky Barnes with a machine gun uh, trying to take on these, like, aliens with alien technology. It's like we've just... The Marvel Universe has transitioned into a much bigger, massive... um, Kind of removed from reality type of feel. And I think Uh when when you have characters like Captain America and Bucky Barnes and even Tony Stark to a certain extent... They just they start to feel out of place when you've introduced these hyper powerful characters um, that they really don't even have a chance to stand up mm-hmm. to, um, and as a viewer it almost gets a little monotonous to be like, well, there, there there's no there's no competition here. Right. Okay. The is the monotony from just the fact that uh, they're just constantly have to be getting. Powerful. Well, it, the monotony I think comes from that they're constantly getting pummeled. 
and mm. you're not and you don't really as a viewer have any belief that there's any hope and so i don't know i just i think mm. yeah i just i got the impression in this movie that captain america and bucky they just feel very out of place but i want them there um because i enjoy their characters and i and i they definitely belong in the movie but it just it just felt it felt like they were just a little out of place something was off right w- would it have been better if they kind of hung a lampshade on that and said like we're like i'm a guy with steroids like i what am i gonna do against freaking a titan from another planet yeah like, would that have been better for you i think it would have helped but maybe i'm just i just fundamentally think that that we shouldn't have gone this i don't know we shouldn't have removed Cosmic. The movie, yeah, cosmic. We shouldn't have removed these these movies from reality quite as much as we did, and I think that started with Guardians, um, mm. which I know people love that movie, but that mm-hmm. that movie really has never felt like a Marvel movie to me. It's felt more like a Star Wars movie. Um, Interesting. Which that's a whole nother. That's good because I, <laughs> I think have a that's blog what they post on that. If for. anyone wants to look that up, that's a fun one. <laughs> you have a what now? I have a blog post on why I think. Um, What's your blog? Oh, it's some. still that really watching with a purpose at weebly.com. Sweet. I'll put a link somewhere okay. on my socials, but yeah, it's that would be I'll a whole that would be a fun topic sometime. Yeah. Yeah. No, a side I, note man, there. I forgot about that. Do you I you don't post very often, so every once in a while I'll just go, okay, I'm going to read all of Rebecca's new stuff. And then I'll yeah, read, well, like, I haven't posted in literally ages, so <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the blog is a yeah. little dead at the moment. Hopefully, someday it will be resurrected, but you never know. Yeah, no, it's all of her posts are really great, guys. You should you should uh, check that out. I will put one. Uh, I'll put a link in the not description. What are, what are, what do you have for podcasts? The show uh, notes. Oh, that yes. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I podcast. I do things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what you're talking about. It's okay. Uh-huh, I totally know what I'm talking about because I really put a lot of effort and also do these things really consistently. Um, anyway, so I was, uh, I just basically had a wisecrack in uh, response to all of your very um, well thought out thoughts, and that was just <laughs> that uh, Bucky's Bucky's uh, gun. The reason it's special is because it never runs out of bullets. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that drives me crazy. It. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just keeps laying into these freaking aliens, and they keep going down. And he never runs out of bullets. And, yeah. But seriously, though, there must be something special about it because Rocket wanted the, the the gun. So you would think that there must be something special about it. So so maybe we can just assume it's like Wakandan tech. Yeah, maybe it's vibranium because okay. it is piercing the like invincible aliens so yeah i mean that helps but like you still have characters like black widow and yeah black widow has know. always been out of place that's yeah, well. the thing like <laughs> she when they're going they're doing the hero shot in avengers one it's like huge green monster man that is absolutely perfect and can like lift a car uh iron man uh, then a lady cocks a gun and you're like um what yeah yeah, I think I don't know. And then you got Arrow guy, which is that's that's another thing. Like, that's he's been out of place too, but you know he wasn't in this movie, so. Yeah, he's a really likable character though. I I kind of wish they would have written him in somehow, but can't have. Yeah, that he'll be in the next one, almost guaranteed, like ninety nine percent, because well, like he was in might... some promo stuff. Okay, really? Yeah, he had his oh. like Ronin costume, which is like, I don't know. Uh, Hawkeye undercover so okay cool well that might actually make me interested to see the second one mm. I want I would be very interested to talk to you and actually Susan because Susan has kind of this a similar like opinion about it uh, she just kind of picked out the fact that the bad guy won and she really doesn't like that doesn't sit well with her so I want to know like anybody who is well really everybody because we were all sad at the end of Avengers Infinity War. I want to see what happens when everybody watches like the whole thing. Uh, You know, both Hmm. Avengers 3 and 4. And looks at it as one movie. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And see what happens. 
Yeah. I think that's I do think changed. like I have mentioned that before when I talk to people about this movie. Like I, the second one still could redeem the first one for me. Um, right. I did kind of walk out of the theater after the first one and be like, well, I don't really want to sit through something like that ever again. But <laughs> I, I mean, I trust that like maybe there is some writer out there who's who can redeem it for me and bring it all back. And oh, definitely. But who knows? I, think... I won't find out for a while, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> well, it's only like a year, man. It's I'm so excited. Like there's going to be two other movies in between, and then there's Avengers four. Yeah, I suppose a year just still seems like a long time to me, but whatever. Yeah, I guess so. I think it's not as long for me because like, uh, well, you're not that much younger than me, but like when Narnia came out, like I had to wait another like three years for the next one to come out, and then mm. another like four years for the next one, and like that was the series that I was following at that time. You oh know? yes. So, yeah, and they were also, like, kind of slowly degrading in quality. Uh, yeah, that too. Um, yeah, yeah that and was, I was getting more picky adventures. about movies. It was a really mm-hmm. bad... The 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 line graph there is, is uh, very, very bad. Yeah, a little depressing. I just hated the last one when it came out. But, um, yeah, so growing up, that was kind of what I was used to. So hmm. now I just feel like I'm getting spoiled with, like, you know, three three Marvel movies a, a year and, you know, like f- seven altogether just of superhero movies. Yeah. I'm just, I'm living the dream. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. So out of place, what was, uh, did you want to continue with your third point? Your third. Yeah. So this, this third point, um, I think it just is rooted in the fact that I really like intelligent heroes and it bothers me Mm. when people do stupid stuff and then treat it like it's normal (laughs) and they didn't do anything wrong. Uh Um, But I just felt like the, all the Avengers characters were really cavalier in the way they treated Thanos. Um, Mm. So like, for example, like five of them together couldn't take on Loki when he had one infinity stone. They already knew that. Like, they had experienced that, and we as the audience had experienced that as well. Like, that was, I mean, that was challenging. And then they, somehow, they decide it's a great idea if they all kind of split up and go off in these groups of three or four and try to take him on, like, one group at a time. And as an audience member, like, watching it and kind of understanding the big picture, that was just super frustrating. Uh, and that's kind of that kind of t- almost took me out of the battle scenes too because I'm like this really would not be an issue if you had backup and <laughs> you're smart enough to <laughs> right. know that you need backup. <laughs> did did it not feel to you like Thanos caught everybody off guard? You know I hadn't really thought about that too much. Um I think I think in the beginning he caught people off guard, but I was disappointed by how little communication there was after that um even among even just among the avengers that were actually on earth still uh i still felt like it just didn't make sense how none of them would recognize the gravity of the situation and not that they were capable of recognizing it to its full potential but i think their experience should have dictated that they that they at least took it a little more seriously and we're going to create more of a battle plan. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Okay. So they shouldn't have taken them on in groups of three to five. I understand that. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Well, um, and they and maybe four. it only frustrated me because <laughs> it was like that was literally most of the movie is just kind of jumping around to different feeble attacks on the bad guy. <laughs> uh-huh. But. Gotcha. I don't know. And I think I mean, the, I guess it, Thanos is the main character kind of fixes that as well because he's getting the stones one by one yes but because they've been developing these avengers characters for so long i just had higher expectations for them and i think right i think the writers probably could have treated them with a little more i don't know respect isn't the right word (laughs) but kind of acknowledging that they're smarter than than just being able to punch people right yeah um, let's see. I think the only one that I'll give a pass on that really is, I mean, besides the fact that everybody was taken off guard a little bit, but the, that Thor went off to like, you know, 
make the weapon to end all weapons. Hmm. But mm-hmm. then he was stupid enough to not go for the head. But <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Meathead. I... He's like 1,100 years old or 11,000 or whatever, and he's still stupid. Oh, I know. But at least they've established that in previous movies. Right. That, yeah, that's true. What are you the god? Are you, what are you the god of? Hammers? No, you're the god of thunder. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop crying about your hammer. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that that is the one thing that I appreciate about Marvel movies is their ability to like make jokes when jokes don't seem appropriate. Um Okay. S- sorry, go ahead. No, well, and then I was <sighs> Because that goes back on one of your earlier points. Well, and that's kind of what I'm getting to, is usually I love that. I loved it in Thor Ragnarok. I thought, like, that movie was really, really good um, as far as, like, the humor and the pacing and the timing. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, this movie, I think maybe the issue is, like, when the entire movie is based around a guy who's trying to wipe out half the universe, that just like automatically has a much darker, heavier tone than anything we've ever seen in a Marvel movie. And I That's true. And it just it, it kinda bothered me that like we would jump to the movie kind of just pressing this like weight of this depression this like depressive, is that a word? Depressive like uh, idea. Depressing. Depressing. Oppressive. Yeah, that sounds better. This the this the depressing idea of like literally the odds of any of us surviving are like, not, not, 50, 50. like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, and then they would try to throw in jokes. And it just felt that just kind of broke up the movie for me in this kind of weird way. Where it was like, if this was really happening right now, I think that there would be a little more gravity in the room. Like people would be, people would recognize that this is this is seri- more serious than anything we've ever come across. And the jokes just started to feel a little more out of place than they normally than they normally do. That makes sense. Um, I think I'll, I'll agree with you um, a little bit, especially in the, the part where the Guardians are all, like, they, they pick up Thor, and then they're talking about how handsome Thor is and right. how plain um, Star-Lord is. Mm-hmm. Which, but, I mean, that's a funny scene, but it just, it? I, I mean, I, I didn't thought think it, it was. was funny. The that theater was the... I was in loved it, but, like... right. In the grand scheme of the movie, I don't know. I'm not sure it worked. And I'm wondering if maybe it was just the writers try to give us all a breather every once in a while. <laughs> exactly. But, That's the point. Yeah. And I, I understand that and I appreciate that to a certain extent. But at the same time, when it like takes you out of the story a little bit, I'm not completely right. convinced it's worth it. So y- you get what they were going for, but they didn't quite get there. It, for me, at least. Yeah. Right. No, I get it. I get it. That makes sense. Um, it, Yeah, it's a really difficult balancing act even in a normal movie, but when you go, when you build this whole universe that's very wisecracky and funny, and then you get to this, you get to the, the end here that's been their goal the entire time, and it's a bad guy that wants to wipe out half the universe and he's completely invincible and completely insane, it really it becomes very difficult because of the juxtaposition of the the weight of the evil thing that he's trying to do and the attitude of all of your really cavalier heroes that you've built up this entire time. Right. So that makes sense. Okay. Uh, time travel. Oh, I think you yes. had a problem with time travel. Yeah. I... The movies started to go, the Marvel movies in general, started to go a little downhill for me when they introduced Doctor Strange and the ability to, like, mm. warp reality. And I love that movie. Um, it's a great movie. Maybe it's just because I enjoy Benedict Cumberbatch's acting style, but I just I thought that was a really well-made film. But I think when you start to mess with reality and time travel and all that kind of stuff, like... It really diminishes the the stakes of the movie. So I I talk about like how depressed I felt walking out of the movie, but at the same time I almost felt like the whole thing was pointless because in my mind like the only thing that needs to happen is for someone to get a hold of the time stone and reverse time and do everything over again. 
And what confused me right. was the writers made a very intentional effort to show us that that type of thing was possible because they had Thanos reverse time at one point and he was able to kill someone um, that he hadn't been right. able to the first time. And so it was like, okay, so you've introduced us this concept to this concept. You've showed us this concept and now you expect us to to think there's any stakes here, like that any characters are truly gone or dead and so i don't know i think it just right. takes the weight out of it all which I, I mean i don't know how else they would they would ever defeat him like a character this like thanos as a character is this monstrous and invincible but right i don't know it just it takes me out of the movie a little bit that makes actually sense. a lot the... no i say a little bit <laughs> it takes me out a lot a lot <laughs> A lot. Yeah, yeah. You, you just, tell us how you really feel. Um, the You're right. The only way that they're going to defeat him probably is to reverse time. Um, what I was thinking before, like when I first read your, your whole uh, thesis, um, I, I was like, well, they've kind of um, established that. It's only up to a certain point. Like, Thanos reverses time maybe two minutes uh, when Doctor Strange uses it. Again, it's just 10, 15 minutes, and it's really just like moving things around. So we've never had anybody go back to the, you know, back to 1985. We've never had anybody go into the future other than seeing into the future, just seeing possibilities, you know. So... Up to yeah, this that's... point, the time travel has been limited. Yeah, I hadn't even really thought about that. But that, honestly, like, if they would establish that in the next movie and kind of make that a, a rule of the universe, the Marvel universe, then I would I would be a lot more on board with it. Um, because I think right. when you have these, like, unlimited powers, there needs to be some limitations in there. Otherwise, it just, it doesn't make sense. And it's no fun to watch. Because um, there needs to yeah, be some source of conflict out. and tension um, and some source of, of resolution eventually. Right. Yeah, because you could just keep going back in time over and over and over. And exactly. Never, it never yeah. gets resolved, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Terminator movies. Um, so <sighs> the reason that my argument doesn't make any sense is because Spider-Man and Black Panther both uh, disappeared in the snap. And they both have movies that are coming out. So they're coming back. Um, Well, but do you think that... Okay, this is a completely random thought. I have no idea if it's it's backed up at all. But do you think that when they were disintegrated... See, I'm not sure they died. It it almost feels like they were transported. And so if you think that they were transported to somewhere... Like, for example, the place where they sacrificed Gamora. And they kind of have that, like area of souls and so the next movie is like they've all kind of ended up half of the avengers have ended up in this uh, in this place and they have it's almost like another dimension and they have no way of getting back uh into that first dimension and right i just think i just think it would be kind of weird if they if they had them die and then come back i don't know maybe they will but I just I thought like it, it would make more sense to to have them be transported to some other, almost like a prison or a, just someplace they were completely incapable of leaving. Right. Okay. So did you come up with that on your own? Or did you hear somebody kind of say that? It's okay if either way. I don't care. Um, I came up with it on my own, and then it was, it was re. Like I started, I doubted it for a long time, and then someone, someone had brought up in the infinity chat about how. Okay, so when I when I thought of it, I didn't think of it as another dimension. Someone else in the okay. Infinity Chat brought up the the fact that they could be in this like other dimension. Okay, um, but when gotcha. I when I had thought it up, I thought it was just more of like a like a holding tank of sorts, which I think uh-huh. the dimension thing makes a little more sense. But I don't know. Right. Okay. So I, what people have been saying, and the theory that I like is basically what you said. But the dimension is the actual soul stone. Because oh, in like the comics, you Yeah. 
in the comics, like there's this like, um, what I've seen of it is basically there's like a garden, kind of like the um, in Black Panther or the the Garden of Eden or like in Black Panther when he talks to his dad and stuff, you know, with oh, the okay. heart shaped herb. Yeah, that makes um, a lot of sense. And so they could just be trapped in the Soul Stone, which uh, is basically a holding tank or another dimension. So okay. Uh, I huh. hope that that's what it is. Yeah, of. I really like that. Because also, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think that that would also fix. Because if they do time travel, they could just time travel all the way back. Like they could rewind everything. And even like Gamora didn't die and like Loki didn't die. And mm-hmm. I would hate that because Loki and Gamora dying, those were both like very emotional scenes. And I would hate to suck that out of that movie. Yeah, well, you know? and it would almost feel like you just wasted two and a half hours of your life, like, watching this movie. Exactly. Because the whole thing was pointless. Like, it didn't establish anything new in the universe. Um, right. Yeah, no, I hate that. Like, there's a there's an episode of uh, Doctor Who where, um, in the beginning of it, he's like, why is there never, like, a friendly red button to just rewind everything? And then it it goes through the whole episode, and at the end of the episode, he figures out that there's, like, like the reason his ship was falling apart was that there was like a time fissure thing, uh, a rip in time that, and he just like, he made a friendly red button and threw it back through time to himself so that everything would just rewind and reset itself. And so you get to the end of the end of the episode and he hits the friendly red button and you just wasted 45 minutes of your life. Oh my gosh. Because yeah, like it's people like... died, somebody figured out the doctor's name, and, like, the whole universe could have been destroyed, and it doesn't matter because they rewound everything. Wow. Yeah, it's like movies that, that, like, end when and it was all a dream. Like, oh, my goodness. Exactly. That drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> exactly. It's so dumb. I hate it. So I understand that, and I really hope that they're trapped in the Soul Stone or something and not – and they're not going to use time travel. Yeah. <sighs> Please, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so – was that – I think that was everything that was in yeah, the, that, the fourth one, right? Yeah. No, that, that pretty much sums it up. And, and my fifth one was really we've, – we've already kind of talked about it. It was just the – kind of the choppy feel of everything. Um, part of that right. stems from just being frustrated that no one was communicating and it just felt like we were bouncing around in the universe. And it was – well – Okay, so I say that, and then I can also kind of <laughs> take the other side and say, well, maybe that was the writers trying to give the audience an understanding of how the Avengers felt, because they did feel disconnected from each other, because they didn't, I mean, they didn't have a really good way of communicating with one another and collaborating. Right. And so that kind of choppy feeling of kind of helplessness of, we just need to take Thanos on right now, um, the yeah, audience we could is be able the only to feel ones. that we in don't a different know. way. Yeah, exactly. So while that did bother me, like I can, if that was the writer's intention, I understand that. And I think that they did execute that pretty well. Um, It's just not how I would have preferred they would have done it. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. So you, so they executed it well, but you didn't like their original idea. You did like what they executed. Yes. Yes. Which that's just a problem with me, honestly, not really a problem with with the movie. (laughs) Uh, Movies are subjective, so it's not really a problem. It's just... That's what you think about it. That's yeah, fine. yeah. I'm not um, short of opinions. I think you know that. Mm, yeah. No, it's really good. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Um. Now, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Okay. So they don't have a good way of communicating with each other, which is kind of dumb. But also, we've been kind of leading up to that. You know, like the mm. Guardians and the Avengers have never met each other. Um, right. For some reason, Thor doesn't have email or a phone or any other way of. <laughs> communicating with him it's so yeah. dumb. like that was kind of funny though he was like have you ever heard of email it's yeah. like yeah do you have a computer no why would i want one of those yeah. <laughs> and i i think some oh, of those jokes okay. too are like nods to the audience like we kind of understand that this is a little bit of a ridiculous scenario but we just need lampshade. you to kind of go with us like on this one right do you know what hanging a lampshade is uh no i'm not super familiar with it okay so the idea of uh, hanging a lampshade is when uh, just exactly what you said. The writers go, okay, we understand that this is a dumb thing about what's happening right now or what somebody's saying or doing. Hmm. 
And we're going to have one of the characters express that and go, this is dumb. And we're going to just hang a lampshade on that. And like, nobody's going to, don't yell at us, okay? We get it. Hmm. Like, we know that this is dumb. Just roll with it. So do you think that's lazy writing or do you think that's brilliant? I think that if you can get away with not needing a lampshade, it's better. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's very difficult, especially when you're dealing with superheroes and fantasy and magic and science fiction all at the same time. Right. Especially if the rules haven't been written in stone. Like you haven't established every single rule of the universe. Or some of the rules like kind of uh, contradict each other because, Hmm. you know, if, if you think about it too much, like, I don't know, um, this was a problem I had with it. Like, Thor was completely just batted around by Thanos in the in the beginning, and then he can take the full power of the sun blasting in his face right. afterwards. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Dwarf Star is more powerful than Thanos, but okay, sure, whatever. You know, yeah. that type of thing. Like, how powerful are these people in relation to each other? And it was, a lot of that was kind of like a little bit inconsistent. Hmm. But why was I talking about that? Well, we were just talking about like plot holes and hanging a lampshade and. Right. Okay. I don't, I don't, <laughs> now I don't know why I got on that. <laughs> but that was a problem that I had with the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I think I had it. I had that same problem. I just didn't express it quite that eloquently. Um, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, so that's the idea of hanging a lampshade, and I enjoy that, but it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, I think it works with a certain get tone of movie. Like, with a movie that doesn't take itself super seriously, like, I think it totally works. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. If Deadpool it's a really... is just hanging a lampshade, like, yeah. on everything. Like, exactly. That's, the whole, that's his whole thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, did you cool. have any pressing thoughts about, about the movie we didn't cover? Um... I don't know. I I think my basic argument was probably that Thanos was the main character. Hmm. And oh, I reviewed this I reviewed this whole movie, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Did I do that? I think okay, so, yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long and I'm hungry and I need, and I need a nap. But yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so I don't I, I was cuz I was just thinking, did I go into all of this anywhere else because otherwise I'm going to have to I'm going to want to do that all right now, but I have gone into this, so it's fine. But I enjoyed this movie because it surprised me, Hmm. and that was kind of what ended up tipping me back in in favor of it. Because when I left, I was like, I might have not liked that movie. Like, we might have just gone 10 years of loving superhero movies, Marvel movies, and... I might have just hated the, the, the culmination of it. Yeah. I, I don't know yet because, you know, I just, I felt, I felt like somebody, you know, killed my dog. Right. I was, it was <laughs> sad. Well, I mean, it is like it, you're kind of emotionally invested in the series and to have it just end or you think it ends the way, the way it ends. It's, it's frustrating because I don't know, you developed right. a lot of, or you devoted a lot of time to it. Um, but yeah, these are all like my friends at this point. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I grew up with these people at this point. Yeah. From what, 2008 to now? Goodness gracious. I was like 13. This is, this is, a, this is a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, no. it. And then like when uh, the the screen goes black and it goes, Thanos will return. And I'm just mm. like, oh, great. Thanks. Fantastic. <laughs> I, how about Spider-Man and Black Panther right. and like everybody else who disappeared? How about them? I don't care about Thanos. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I'll have to think more about that that whole Thanos is the main character cuz I have you you've seen the movie more than once, right? I've seen it twice now. Yes. Okay. Don't tell movie pass. Yeah, see, I've only seen it the one time. Um and I think if I watched it again with the with the understanding that it's told the story is told from Thanos's perspective, I might come out with a different opinion. Um, that would be very interesting. But, like, unlike you, like, I also came out of the movie, like, wondering, did I not like that movie? And then I right. I erred on the side of no. Like, I, I didn't. And Gotcha. And maybe that's why I was, I'm so passionate about, like, passionate about it when I talk to people about it. 
mm-hmm. or at least I have been in the past because it's like I'm a little frustrated that that I didn't enjoy it, which obviously like is just <laughs> kind of a, a consumeristic attitude that really like it doesn't matter in the long run. But, but yeah, I think but... maybe that is kind of my my attitude is like, oh, come on. Like, I deserve to like this movie. I waited so long. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm I'm sorry you didn't like it because this it's a long time coming. Yeah, well, you know, you never know. The second one might redeem it, and hey, we have more coming up, so it's okay. Absolutely, and I hope it does. And I hope that Ant-Man and the Wasp makes me care about it, because right now I'm like, <laughs> everybody's dead. I don't care yeah. what Ant-Man is stealing right now. Right. <laughs> Get back to the action. Like, Cap- yeah. at least Captain Marvel is going to, like, probably come in and save the day in Avengers mm. 4. But... Who cares what Ant-Man's doing? You know, that is kind of an interesting thought because, I mean, I think people are going to walk into that movie and it's just going to feel like a completely different franchise because we've just kind of just deserted what just happened and we're going on to tell a different story. And it's like, we we be talking about this right now? Yeah, with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's like, this just doesn't seem appropriate to be talking about this right now. Like, people are dying. Like, the universe (laughs) is, like, half gone. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, we're going to get in. It's like, we just walked out of a funeral, and now we're going, da, 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 let's go steal exactly. something from some guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. It'll we be interesting, see. I'm sure. Yep. High hopes for the next uh, year of Marvel movies, because mm-hmm. I just always have high hopes for them. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we're about done. What do you think? You have any more thoughts on this? That you I think to? we about covered it. It was a good talk. Fantastic. I really enjoyed I, this. I had a lot this of fun. Really good. 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 Me too. Okay. So you have a Twitter. I have the time I, I give, I have people on this podcast. They don't even want people to follow them on, a tw- on Twitter or Facebook or anything. So <laughs> what's your Twitter? Yeah, Rebecca? no, I don't and, care. And plug your, plug your blog again. Because it's fantastic. Okay, yeah. So my Twitter is at Rebecca0816, and Rebecca is spelled R-E-B-E-K-A-H. That's okay. a little bit confusing to people. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> a little bit. My blog is watchingwithapurpose.weebly.com. So, and and if you have trouble those. spelling that, I'm sure Gabe will help you out in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Those will be in the show notes. And I'm and, at... I, and full disclosure... Sorry, what? Oh, yes. Well, I was just gonna say full disclosure on the blog, like it, it has not been updated in a while. So, oh yeah, but this is like, a great back catalog. You can flip through stuff. it, but <laughs> no, it's not a problem. Cool. Um, and yes, well, you do I mean, have it is very. A <laughs> I want more, but <laughs> eventually, hopefully. Good, 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 good. Yeah, no, I need to get on this whole like all your socials are the same handle because you've you've kind of owned that. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, I just I came up with a dumb name that nobody wanted, and then <laughs> it was available everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. That's actually really handy. Not many people are handy. able to do that. So good job. Thank you. All right, we're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go. I, I don't know. I think I'm I'm hungry. I'm gonna go get some food. And uh, fantastic idea. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll do that. All right, everybody. You guys have a wonderful week, and I will. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Rebecca. Oh, bye.